Hello and welcome to Side Dish, a podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Ozempa. And I'm Brady Stuffel. Hey, Brady, welcome in. And how, uh, I always, it's always like I forget your name or something, you know, like, hey, Brady, how are you? <laughs> hey. Uh, hey, fella. You. Hiya, guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> life's good. I met a, I met a, a fan today. You met a fan. Yes, yeah, a barb at the post office. Well, what do we call our fans? We got to come up with a name. Or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to come up with a good one. On patron the spot. or something, or patron or pa- patron side dish patrons. Yeah. Um, it should be like main dishers or something. I don't know. Something. We like should that. come up with a funny pun. You, you're good at on those sorts of things. I so am. We'll, fairly we'll good. let you fester on that, and you can come up with something. <laughs> fester. Just like. <laughs> How's your day going? Uh, good. Yeah, pretty good. Um, yeah. Let's see what the heck. Yeah, no, I went to the post office. That was exciting. Uh, I gotta say, you went to the post office. I went to the post. I had to mail something. Cool. Know, that's where okay. you do it. No, yeah. I, I gotta say, the woman there was working hard. Uh, don't want to cast any aspersions to the lady who was, because she was, she was zipping through, but felt very understaffed as per usual. So, so did you go to the main post office or you go to Ace Hardware? I went to the main one. Okay. I mean, it's close to here yeah. and close to home. So, so I have to do if I have to do a major mailing or go get stamps or something like that. I might go to Ace, but usually around holidays they're crazy too. <sighs> so I hate to give you the. I want to give the, everybody, our listeners, this heads up. Go to Mead, or Hygiene. Drive all the way to Mead. Yeah, or mm-hmm. Hygiene, especially if you have passport needs. Hi, That's Mead, Mead, Mead. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's like a little tip there. Cool. <laughs> it takes forever. They I hear Mead's got the uh, the church from Die Hard Two in it. Yeah, so the Highland Lake Church. Yeah, cool. Exactly. That's so neat. if you see Die Hard 2, the movie. Yeah, it's not the best one was, in the series, but uh, not really. No, but that is indeed the church that was featured in that movie. And yes, they had to make a ton of snow, and then apparently Bruce Willis wasn't like the nicest guy in the world to the town. Huh. Although people can correct me, but that's what I hear from some of the the Bruce, town folk, so to speak. Bruce is yeah. going to show up. All right, um, but yeah, the day's going pretty well. Kind of a gloomy day, but. Yeah. Maybe we'll get some precipitation out of it, and maybe it'll help our garden, and that certainly pertains to our guest later on today. Yeah. But let's do the buzz around town. Um, probably the first thing that tragically I'm, I'm trying to give you Kleenex as we're talking, you know, because Lucky's is closed. I'm traumatized. Closing I, am, I am absolutely traumatized. I get to tell yeah. you, like... Do you go to Lucky's a lot? Yeah, all the time. Oh, wow. If I have to just go grab something quick, that's where I go. Wow, it's okay. It's easy to get to over the bridge. And I, I really do like Lucky's. We went to Natural Grocers this weekend trying yeah. to figure out a different... And that's not for me. <laughs> Why so? Well, I mean, they do organic produce. Yeah. And I, I don't need organic produce. Yeah, they're all organic. They're actually, all organic. Um, so, you know, I go in there and, and I, I didn't really have any expectations. And it's um just wasn't, wasn't what wasn't I Wasn't for you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. Lucky's had really great conventional produce. Yeah. And it was affordable. Yeah. Well, what about Sprouts? Do you go to Sprouts? No. No. Why? No. Why? Have you ever tried to check out at Sprouts? Well, that's why I'm laughing about you at Lucky's. They don't have a fast checkout. Lucky's had the fastest because, checkout in town. Because nobody was there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky's, Lucky's has, still continues to probably, easily the fastest checkout in town. You could have three deep and they nobody would was there. go. Nobody was there. No, that's not true. <laughs> okay. You keep defending it. They filed. They filed Chapter Eleven today too, as well. Oh, so. That's too bad. So anyway, no, I like their produce. I thought. No, that no I don't want to cast disparaging words against the poor employees. Actually, that are that are. That they are really surprised by that. That's they were. Yeah. I I do feel bad because I was talking yeah. to one of the young ladies who uh, was working, and they they had just heard the morning, and I can't remember what it was. It was yeah. 
Uh, it was recently, end of last week, I think. Do you ever have one of those times where you look at a where you look at a business or something like that, and you go, "Gosh, if we just did this, this, and this, it could kind of change it a little bit." And that's kind of how I felt about Lucky's. It was like, could you, like the whole like when they lost the whole liquor store thing, mm-hmm. like, and then all of a sudden it was like empty space, and then it was the bizarre weird mm-hmm. place where you could go get food, and you're mm-hmm. just thinking, okay, could you? Could you rejig it somehow? And it was. It just was kind of weird. As it was jigged, was very strange. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a poor know, jigging. And it's really no secret, actually. Whole Foods makes a ton of money, especially in Boulder, one of their more popular ones from prepared foods. Yeah. And Lucky was was pretty late in the game to get good going still, on that. So. Still really yeah. liked Lucky. So. No, I, and again, I loved. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, for me, it was like the you know the office was close to it, so it was always the kind of the store of choice if I had mm-hmm. to go get something and. And do it pretty quickly. Um, well, I gotta say, but like, yeah, it's just a shame. I when I go to Sprouts, uh, they I'm always getting chatted up by the people working there, and they're just like, "Oh, how is your?" It's like, yeah, I if you can move also and do this, um, <laughs> you just wanted to like, I just, you just wanted to like get in there real quick. Well, I just because you're like, oh, and I'm like, but they were like the the checkout people at at Lucky's were so fast. They would yeah. they would book 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 book, and that's. Oh, yeah. Then they would chat, and you'd get through it. And I don't know. Like, I just, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've am i said I'm traumatized. I'm traumatized. You are traumatized. I don't know where I'm going to go. So I've been looking yeah. around for uh, where else to go. Uh, we've been going up to your King Supers. Yeah, the East King Supers we like a lot. Yeah, so, so yeah. it does have that, what is it, like a 70s vibe in there? Well, it's King Supers, you know, industrial grocery store. Yeah. I will say that the produce department out east is pretty – they have some challenges. I don't know what's going on there, but every yeah. once in a while you go up there and you're like, okay, so you're out of broccoli or lettuce or something weird. Could, it's really kind of bizarre, and it's like, could somebody kind of take the reins here and order pro- properly? So, <laughs> Oof, shots fired. I yeah. will say when we lived in uh, Bavaria in Munich, yeah, yeah. Uh, we lived outside in a small town, and speaking of running out of stuff, they, they would not be open on Sunday. Okay, because it was a, a Catholic part of the country. Oh yeah, absolutely. So no grocery stores open on Sunday, and we went to a place called the Haida, and they just would sell out of stuff on Saturday. Oh yeah, absolutely. Chicken would be gone, yeah. the broccoli would be gone, yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, all right, so yeah. get in early, and we didn't have a car, so it's not like we could just load up on exactly. Thursday. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's yeah, a big one. That's really sad. The other one too is like, gosh, we're kind of the buzz around town for closings, but Rib House. Yep, Rib House went down. Also um, closed as well. So. Um, we plan to talk about uh, Prospect a little bit more next week. Uh, yeah, exactly. We'll kind of do a deep dive on Prospect a little bit. But uh, but I I was uh, kind of surprised to hear that one. I well, know that some of the businesses seem to, to struggle over there. With, yeah, without diving in too deep, because yeah. uh, we'll get into it again next week. But it was really like Longmont, the Main Street corridor started to come up. And then it seems like other places, other parts of town... You know, the, the town's got a fixed amount of people. We're growing, but yeah. you're not going to be able to support as, like, an infinite number of, of restaurants. Yeah. So yeah. maybe something in it. But we can explore that a little bit more next time. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have a special guest who's going to talk to us all about gardening and stuff. So uh, we'll be back in just a bit. All right, welcome back. We are joined by Carol O'Mara. She is CSU Extension Agent um, and also CSU Extension Agent, Horticultural, Horticulture and Entomology. Try to say that 20 times fast. I never try to, no. And co-manager of the, of the Master Gardening Program here in town in uh, Boulder County. So that's pretty cool. So Carol, I am an avid gardener. And uh, we thank you for being here because we knew if we got you probably a little later, your phone line would be really, really busy and your text and whatever else would be really busy. So 
Uh, do, we just wanted to ask you a few questions related to gardening, kind of this time of year or moving forward, and kind of give us an update about what's going on with the Extension Service right now and what's going on with the Master Gardening Program right sure. off the bat. Sure, sounds good. And it is good to be here earlier than the honeymoon season <laughs> when everybody is in love with the garden and out there. So they're asking a lot of questions a little bit later, but now's a good time to start dreaming. So is it, I mean, for me personally, it's dreaming about like, Starting seeds, even though it's early, I grow tomatoes predominantly mm -hmm. and grow the heirloom tomatoes every year and collect the seed and that sort of thing. And and I always get anxious, but generally speaking, it's around March is when I usually plant those seeds and then um, have them go to fruition. Do you have a lot of questions about seed starting around this time of year? Or? We will. Um, actually, right now, um, the questions are a little bit slower um, on the seed starting front, but I do think that everybody needs to get their um, minds wrapped around ordering what seeds they'd like if they're not gathering their own. Um, and, you know, that's that's what the nice thing that, you know, looking at some of the catalogs that have come in the mail or browsing through the websites and uh, getting the notifications from some of the local companies uh, get you really thinking about starting seeds. And um, the problem right now for Colorado is that the days are warm. And so everybody is wanting to get out there, and it's still pretty early. It's Well, we, Brady winter. and I were talking about it, too. It has been really – I don't know what your experience has been, but my about 50 years of being here in the county, this has been a pretty – really cold and horrendous kind of winter. I mean, in the sense of snow, just sitting in my garden for a long time. Yeah. Uh, just has yeah. really been a frozen – not snow in the fact of accumulation. In fact, right now it's like, gosh, but I might want to water some trees and that sort of thing. Oh, yes. But That's what I would tell people to do <laughs> right now okay. is water, water, water. My grass is absolutely cooked. My dogs have been running around and usually it lasts a little bit better, but holy oh, smokes, there's yeah. very little left. I'll so bet they're scuffing it off. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the recommendation for like watering trees and lawn right now? Uh, like right now what you want to do is take advantage of these days that are above 45 degrees. So um, uh, if I can geek out just a little bit, no, when do. soil temperatures in the root zone, so we're talking about the top couple of inches of soil, start warming up a little bit, that's when the roots start to elongate. And we've had a long spell of like 50 degree days and anything that's not necessarily under mulch might be seeing just a little bit, a little bit of root activity. The only way that's going to be successful is if there's water in the soil. And we have been really dry since those first teasingly large snowfalls last, last October and November. And so what you want to do is temperatures above 45 degrees, no snow cover on that area, and a slow trickle of water. And please don't ask me to tell you how much per tree because it gets to be mathematics and my eyes roll back in my head and I start frothing at the mouth. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's about uh, one gallon per diameter inch. No, 10 gallons per diameter inch, sorry, for a tree. So diameter is you measure the trunk at chest height hmm. straight across. And if that tree is, say, you know, five inches across then it's she's, yeah she's gesticulating yeah, here yeah, for yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Everybody on radio. yes <laughs> I'm, I'm putting about three feet out my whole wingspan yeah. um then you know you have 50 gallons of water but nobody measures that it's just a nice slow trickle give them a nice long drink like an hour okay. of a slow trickle and um, um try to do that and get it done so that you can disconnect the hoses before the sun goes down make sure you disconnect those hoses 
Yeah, I had that problem a couple years ago. I oh, learned I learned to make sure there. Yeah. Yeah, because I was cutting holes in my ceiling in the basement. And then after that, replace that pipe. Yeah, I did that too a few Oops. years ago. That was not so good. So Carolite jumped in too without kind of asking you a little bit more, more about your background. Like how long have you been with the extension service? What does the extension service do? Because I think a lot of people who are listening right now have no idea really what the extension service does for the county. And um, I'm privy to that because I used to be a master gardener and – uh, we've known each other for quite a few years and so if you could fill in that information with other people that are listening that'd be great sure i'd love to um uh the colorado state university has a um branch of it that's called extension and all land-grant universities have extension as a mission and so that means that every county in the state has uh, an office of people like myself that are extension agents. And what we do is we kind of serve as a bridge between uh, the research at the university and bringing it into the community so it can be um, put to good use. Um, I've been around, I'm working on my 21st year with uh, Boulder County Extension, and our office is one of the larger ones in the state, and it is really busy. It's a really robust uh, group of people, uh, widely um, widely divergent fields of study. So we have those of us that are in horticulture. So we deal with, uh, you know, landscapes big and small. And we also have people that deal with agriculture, uh, small acreage. We have folks that work with uh, youth in the 4-H program and uh, livestock. And we have people in family and consumer sciences. So they deal with everything from financial management to uh, the really hot ticket right now is cottage food uh, training. So they train uh, people in safety procedures if they're starting small businesses, which a lot of us, you know, trying to get a little extra income, um, but also in, you know, aging issues and that type of thing. Uh, community development. It's um, a place for the community to come and ask questions if you can't figure out the answer, or worse, you are um, indulging in a little internet surfing and uh, finding a lot of answers, and you're not really sure if it's uh, reputable information, something that you really can put to good use, or something um, that is going to do more harm than good. So on the, the, in on the internet? On the internet? No. Yeah, so weird. Internet. Everything was factual. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we come from a research-based background, so we're uh, going to be giving answers to the questions, or we f help find the answers um, to a lot of questions that are based uh, not in, I'm going to pick on uh, a well-known but dearly departed person that gave a lot of advice for gardening that had to do with homemade concoctions of, say, oh, beer. Salt. Yeah. yeah, well, beer and urine and all these other things, and that's really not a good idea. They're featured on PBS. I probably pitched her on yeah. it years ago when I was on public broadcasting. Jerry Baker. Yeah, know. yeah. I can say the name if she's not comfortable. <laughs> well, you know, you know they lost a... me when they were photoshopping wolf fangs onto deers. Wolf. So <laughs> on their catalogs, that's really, you know, no. Wolf. So, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, a former police officer turns into gardening and then turns it into yeah. a bizarre thing. Yeah, what he was recommending. But. Yeah. So, um, and you also do, don't you do plant ID or weed ID? Oh, well, we do. Uh, we have a lot of know. services like yeah. that. So, you know, we will identify weeds for people uh, in their yard. And uh, there's only one weed that we won't identify because we are still somewhat federally funded. So we don't touch that particular weed. <laughs> um, but we do help with uh, plant disorders, you know, say for 
example, you have a disease or you have some insects eating them. One of our uh, really popular programs is uh, uh, I pay house calls on sick lawns. Uh, there is a fee for that service, but I do go out and walk around and talk about what's going on with your, your lawn. Uh, tree calls, we'll make uh, calls on sick trees, and uh, we do that. Um, and then on some of the, the other folks, we'll do, like, you know, testing pressure canners, you know, to make sure they're safe for food safety or, uh, you know, acreage calls for pasture management, this type of thing. Oh. Yeah, that's really cool. So you can um, people can drop by the extension office, correct? Which yes, is please Boulder do. County, We're on the fairgrounds, fairgrounds in yep. the natural resources building downstairs. Mm -hmm. So southwest, right? Mm -hmm. Southwest. Yep. 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 Trying to describe it for people. So yeah. yeah, we're the building that sits the closest to the Home Depot. So we're right across mm -hmm. the street from Home Depot, the natural resources yeah. building, okay. yeah. which you may not be able to tell because our sign blew down and is laying on the ground. So. Oh. Well, I'm uh, actually really interested in what like what a successful Colorado garden is like because my my wife and I come from Minnesota originally or that part of the world and the dirt is different and the plants that'll grow is different and everybody knows around here that a lot of people have moved in and people fortunate enough to have access to a garden or a home where they can have their own. Um, we've been trial and erroring it. It's okay, but you know, we don't have a master gardening at all. We just kind of have fun with it. So. What do we need to worry about when it comes to soil? What fruits and plants and you know vegetables work well? Whatever. What do you got? Just okay. Give me, give me the give me the primer. <laughs> well, uh, a, a couple of things right off because you're coming from Minnesota. You're coming from a land that was blessed with a lot of waters, a land yep. of ten thousand lakes, and uh, we don't have that kind of water profile out here. So an understanding of, um, you know, the resources that we have and those resources that are limited is really going to help you. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, is we are in the steppe region of the globe. So if you think about the steppe region, we are um, more related to the steppes of Mongolia than we are to someplace in Minnesota. Wow. So uh, we are a short grass prairie. Uh, we don't get a lot of, um, you know, actual precipitation on this side of the mountains. And uh, we have uh, both a short growing season, so we have 150 days, so we, you can't grow the long season crops here. Um, and by that, you know, I'm going to pick on, you know, something like, uh, you know, Brussels sprouts or, okay. you know, some people can get them, but they do take all season. And if they get water stress, they can bitter and we go into a water uh, problem, you know, some droughty conditions in summer. Right. But uh, the other thing that a lot of people don't take into consideration is the elevation that we're at and how little moisture we have in the air. So the solar intensity on the plants is much more extreme. So what does that mean? What it means is when you're picking out plants that do well here, you have to think in terms of a short growing season. You have to think in terms of what plant is going to do well under hot, dry conditions. Beans, for example, if you were somebody that like uh, snap beans, not all of them like those conditions. Mm -hmm. So you really have to get those that are able to withstand some really hot, dry conditions. I know that on the south side of our house, we have sort of a vertical thing that I built. Mm -hmm. And um, the container's fixed to the wall, and we put herbs in there thinking, herbs do pretty well in sun. And they they were... <laughs> It, they were like irradiated. Well, they were irradiated. I yeah. mean, because it's UV, they but cooked. they yeah. were. They would burn. I would water them every morning, sometimes in the afternoon, just torch down to the uh -huh. dirt, and then they would get kind of nice out, and they would like, wiggle back up, and then just scald yeah. it off. So I don't know what to 
what to do with that's it. That's hard. You know, basil, for example, mm-hmm. likes full sun, not in Colorado. Ooh. It needs a little bit of protection. Mm-hmm. And we have alkaline soils. And, you know, for somebody that really craves something like blueberries, mm-hmm. having alkaline soils is not going to work in that plant's favor. You have to essentially create uh, kind of a fake environment for it in okay. order for blueberries to be successful. So, so a shift all, of your thinking. All berries or is it just no, blueberries? No, okay. blueberries, because uh, we can do pretty well with raspberries, which are yeah. native mm-hmm. to the area. Okay. Um, and uh, currants are also native to the area. Hmm. But strawberries do well okay. here, and uh, gooseberries are fantastic. Gooseberries are something that settlers used to bring because they needed that vitamin C, and sometimes up in the mountains what you can see in these old settlements where they had uh, cabins and not much of the cabin remains, but all of a sudden you'll see gooseberries growing in um, part of a square or a rectangle. And Mother Nature doesn't plant like that. They were planted around the foundation of those old cabins Hmm. uh, because they do really well here. Okay. Um, So those kinds of small fruits... Okay, we'll have to look into gooseberries. What, so what, yeah. what can we put in those high sun areas? Or do, are we going to need to cover them with some of that, that fabric? I've seen. Well, what used. do you want to grow? I mean, are we, because that's a, that's a big question. Are you talking about ornamental? Are you talking about edible? Or are you talking about... Yeah, edible, probably edible for an actual, okay. like a small uh, garden for food. Sure. Well, things that like full sun are going to be a lot of your squashes, your okay. cucumbers. They really like it. Peppers love full sun. Yeah, we've had good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, eggplant really likes it warm. Tomatoes, but you're going to have to make sure that there's good canopy so it doesn't scald the fruit okay. of the tomato. Um, beans do like full sun, but not all beans. So some of the tougher ones here uh, dry beans do extremely well onions do extremely well okay. um you know and there's a wide variety of um you know like cabbages and that sort of thing that you can cheat the season on either side mm-hmm. the short season <clears throat> coal crops uh like sun in other words you know cabbages take a long time but you can grow some short season things and then um that sunny side is perfect in spring because yeah. it warms up really soon, and so you could get lettuces and spinaches, and you know some of the Asian greens and that sort of thing growing. You just am not going to have them all season. Okay. So you plant something behind them to be there for the summer for you. Yeah, because we have had luck with um, leafy greens, especially on the bottom. Yeah. That, and they're tucked in there, and they've done really well. And then yeah, the herbs that we had on the top, because you know you've got two feet between the boxes and they're stacked up. Okay. And but then, do you have the ability to do like a little trellis? I could do, So yeah. that, I mean, say, I, for example, your cucumbers can ramble up the trellis and then suddenly you're getting a little more shade below for some of the stuff. Brady's that, brain is, is like ticking right now. You yeah. can see it in his head. I can, I could do, like, cause <laughs> I, I really enjoy building stuff like this for our outdoor space. And the problem is I don't know exactly what would grow here. And so I'm thinking like, well, what, what should we do with this space to really make it work? And yeah, we could do something like that. That would you be You could, or you could really get cool and go for the full-on double-decker, which we have some folks in our community gardens out at the fairgrounds, and they are from China, mm-hmm. and they grow double-decker. So they'll put that sun-loving stuff up on a, a lattice mm-hmm. that is above their entire 25 by 17-foot plot, mm-hmm. and these vines grow up, and then they start growing across, and of course, you know, some of the you know squashes and stuff hang down. But underneath, they have a second garden that's a little bit shaded mm-hmm. and can do amazing things, keeping their greens going all summer 
you know, they've got, um, you know, different kinds of radishes in there and mm -hmm. all kinds of onions and just, uh, you know, so you could do that. And then when you're out working in the garden, you'll be shaded by all those. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I'm it's a really idea. awesome concept. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be maybe something we'll get to. Um, I should ask on behalf of, of my wife who loves radishes and we'd never successfully grow them. Do you have any tips? Just for That's just for me. <laughs> Well, I hope she's not listening because radishes are super easy. So <laughs> I was gonna say radishes. Well, we I feel yeah, they're for children. When we pull so. them, <laughs> <laughs> she is listening, so that's great. Oh yeah, Kelsey, you hear that? Yeah. No, but I mean, we've I don't know if it's where we have them or if they're getting too much enough water, but like we've historically just not had great luck getting radishes to go. <laughs> okay, um, so there is a seed company that is local that um, the uh, the company tests everything uh, seed packet wise they don't market strictly in uh colorado they are uh, you know basically a sure. national company and they um would you know any one of their seeds would be fantastic they're the ones um based out of broomfield can i tell them who it is you can tell them okay you won't say it <laughs> botanical interests i believe is what you're talking about so yeah, yeah uh, they, they, they test their seeds you know they here. do test their seeds and actually um oddly enough i met with a guy who's the owner over there a while back and he, they mm -hmm. use the flower bin soil to test their hmm. seeds mm -hmm. in so yeah. and they do test them just to make sure and they plant them out Oh, yeah. And so it's pretty cool. I mean, again, yeah, here. not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. No, <laughs> sponsor. not endorsing. Carol, Carol Ashley has to stay really relatively neutral on, on most things. So, mm -hmm. um, And we have other yeah. really good reputable seed companies here. I'm just not familiar with whether they test their products in our own ground. Okay. Yeah. So, but radishes, you know, put them in early, grow them quickly. Don't let them get water stressed or they get, you know, cracked roots or, um, yeah. you know, and you have to thin them. They, they need elbow room in order to form the, the okay. radish. So um, maybe start small in one of those containers that were a I mean, complete we've bust. We've successfully grown other stuff, and I don't, we can't get the kids thing. Right, okay, apparently. so this is just kryptonite for yeah, you. Something is. is just so like yeah. my kryptonite is zucchini, and I don't care. But, right. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. And I have, you know, there is just. Uh, let me sit here and think. What can I absolutely just not grow? Um, I cannot uh, get any kind of a melon to save my <laughs> life. Yeah, but you see, I think that's a tough one. I mean, this climate, I think melons are tough. Maybe cantaloupe, maybe not so much, but I think watermelon is like I really see tough. them at the stores. Yeah, I know. I know. And they're just, yeah. the, you know, the little plants are just yeah. sitting there mocking yeah. me. I got, I got one for you. Where okay. do you stand on kohlrabi? Oh, kohlrabi. Because Eric was going nuts. Do you like it? I love he kohlrabi. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Great. Hear that, Sandy? My wife. Okay. Who was harassing me because we had... Uh, Brian from the farmer's market on last mm. week, and he was going on about kohlrabi because oh, I think yeah. it's amazing. I want to make it the new kale. So. He's pontificating. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just like your process. Have you had it? Uh, a couple of times, yeah. Do you like it? I don't. She said well. partially judgmental. <laughs> 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 this thing's like, maybe I need to stay neutral out here. Well, have you had it? Don't cook I've it. had it. I've had it, but it, it's it's just you know I'm one of those I don't like that kind of a flavor palette, and yet I like a yeah. lot of the brassicas. I like radish, a you know a lot of, kind of yeah. yeah exactly. And I'm actually not a radish eater. Oh, okay. So even though I was you know talking about how easy they are to grow, I don't like radishes in my salads mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. It's yeah. just it's too hot for me. Yeah. Um, but then again, I can wax poetic about eggplant. I mm -hmm. mean, I can go on and on and on, and most people. See, and that's my don't. kryptonite. I don't think I can grow eggplant either. We've no, successfully done it, like crazy, but, but the the squirrels so get ours. 
Yeah. Oh, they just yeah. come and they were like, oh, it's ready to go. Like, maybe tomorrow. And then the squirrel's like, nope. Rum. And it's just like. Okay, just do they shines. actually eat it or are they the, Most of the brats thrown. that take one bite yeah. and then they throw yes. it on the ground well, where you're going to find they, it? Well, they do a cookie monster style approach where mm-hmm. they just like rip it to pieces and then throw it in our faces by leaving it all over the, all over the ground. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, and, and unfortunately, and this is probably not a CSU thing, nor would it be fact-based naturally, but um, I do grow grapes, strawberries, blackberries, currants, gooseberries. And I was just kind of tired about the um, squirrels years ago stripping our elm tree, like of the bark, because they were hungry, of course, you know, they're stripping that thing down. And so I decided to feed them. Mm-hmm. So I oh. give them a little bird seed. So they seem to stay away from everything else. Is it fact-based? No, but it seems to work for me. Well, I I haven't tried to bribe mine. So so because, you know, we we have bird feeders, but we have the squirrel baffles, which now that we're talking this out, that's possibly why they exact revenge on everything else (laughs) in the garden. (laughs) But, um, you know, some people will swear by that, but... You know. It's worked for me. It's really weird. But anyway, like I said, no fact based on there. And the, the wildlife masters would probably be, take exception to that. Um, mm-hmm. So one thing we do have here is weeds. Uh, <laughs> any wonderful new things to do with bindweed or anything uh, with, with the weed area? Or what would you recommend as far as eradicating weeds or trying to manage the weeds? Mm, that would depend on your philosophy, your approach mm-hmm. to how you like to manage your landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to go with uh, some of the organic products, which are quite good, but they are take-alls. In other words, the, the, the configuration of uh, that particular herbicide is going to kill every plant it comes you mm-hmm. know, in contact with. And it might not be a light brush, but you know, if you're just indiscriminately spraying, it's going to take everything out. Um, but there are some really good ones, um, and they can be, you know, based in citrus extracts. They can be based in clove extracts. But the time to get them is early spring. You see, our plants, because we're really hot and dry, the plants, as they get a little bit older, will develop this uh, waxy coating, this cuticle, in order to save water. I mean, mm-hmm. weeds are really, really well adapted to being survivors. So when they get older, they can shrug off a lot of these herbicides. So you can go after them with that um, early in the season and get them when they're little. Um, if you don't mind using some of the, uh, you know, the synthetic products, there are some really well-targeted products out there. And we talk about uh, using a three or four way, so there would be different, um, you know, chemistry involved in it. Uh, one of the ones that I do have to caution people on is a product called dicamba. It is extremely good, but it is a real problem for woody plants. Okay. So you can't use it around there. Um, basically, a lot of labor, you know, just hand pulling is great. Uh, mulching is fantastic. A lot of uh, weed seeds need light to germinate. So if you can, you know, use some mulch. And um, depending on where we're talking about, because if we're talking about weeds in the lawn, then a healthy stand of turf grass is going to outcompete the weeds. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we do when we go on lawn checks is we actually take a catalog of the weeds because the weeds that grow there will tell us what the conditions are in the soil mm. because it's very distinct communities of weeds will grow in specific conditions. Mm. If mm. it's dry and not fertile, you'll get certain things like bindweed. You know, but if it's moist and heavily 
you know, too much nitrogen or whatever, you'll get something else. Yeah. So I have to tell you that um, I went online. We were going to renovate our yard. I thought, well, you know, I'm going to try to renovate this. And I thought, no, I'm just going to replace it. Mm-hmm. And you had a great fact sheet about, you know, how to replace it, how to take up that turf and mm-hmm. how to, to renovate the total yard. And we had actually went with sod, but it was, it's, it's really nice now. So we're yeah. thrilled. Because I tried for years, struggling with that, looking at how weedy it was. And then we lost our elm tree in the back, and it was like, ugh, it just got worse and worse and worse. So anyway, yeah. your fact sheet um, uh, information is wonderful. So it, can you tell people, like, how to reach the fact sheets and other things online? Sure, and, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Boulder County Extension is a, is our local website, and we have a link there to publications. You could also uh, go straight to um, CSU Extension's main website, which is easier to find a lot more of the publications. And so that would be CSU Extension, and that would lead you to us. Uh, the nice thing is, is we are getting more and more uh, fact sheets in Spanish put up. So oh, if nice. you need um, information that is uh, in Spanish, uh, we, we do have a link to a lot of those, especially the ones in uh, gardening. We, we're getting a lot more of those up for that. And we'll have something on the show notes about the um, about the way to get a hold of the extension fact sheets and other resources that you mm-hmm. all have. Anything you want to add? I do want to talk about our Master Gardener program because yeah. this is um, one of the larger volunteer programs in the United States. It's one of the top seven programs for numbers of volunteers in Boulder County. Actually has the largest Master Gardener program in the state. Um, we have a lot of really active people who are willing to help others get answers for their gardening questions. And so you can reach Master Gardeners through our office and uh, or for a two-month window on the weekends at area garden centers. They'll have tables out there. But if you need some advice on your garden, I mean, we don't come out and garden for you, but uh, you can certainly give our office a call or give them, uh, uh, shoot them an email, and they can be reached at mggpa at Boulder County dot o-r-g and that's all spelled out awesome you know and i that was a former master gardener and you were one of my instructors and you did a fantastic job no, thank and you. i still have all of the materials from when i took the classes and um, there are some really great books that have been done by csu professors about related to entomology or lawn mm-hmm. care or whatever and so it's it's i don't know it's just a great resource so thanks and you can see those um books and that sort of thing uh, and they are available to the public um and that would also be from the main csu extension website under the publication some of them are books and some of them are fact sheets mm-hmm. and then um the garden notes the basis for which we train our master gardeners are available to the public as well and that would be on the colorado master gardener website so you would just uh do uh, just type into your search engine colorado master gardener and then you can see you know they have you know resources um for the public and you can click on garden notes so things that are too long to be a fact sheet like pruning Pruning is is a garden note because there's a lot to talk yeah. about there. So, well, wonderful, Carol. Thank you so much for being with us. And thanks, thanks for having for me here. Us. Thanks. Well, as you know, I am an avid gardener, so it was great to see Carol here and uh, to answer your questions about gardening in yeah. Colorado. And uh, now you'll, I, I can just see the wheels turning about how you can do that trellis. Later. Yeah, no, it should be fun. Yeah. You you were nerding out hard. 
I'm totally nerding out. I mean, gardening is like my big thing. So yeah. and uh, and Sandy got a, a little dig in there. So, there you go. You know, Kohlrabi yeah, yeah. is not the. Uh, I was really hoping she'd say it's magic gold and amazing. But then, like, I vegetable. feel like people do eat kale because it's some sort of self-flagellation. Where yes. yes. I, I really because it's good in certain things, but a lot of the time it's just it's just not. But it's not good in certain applications. It doesn't need to be in every application. I don't right. need it in. You know, like I don't know. I'm just. In so, bread, I don't need kale no. in my bread. What it, what's actually really good is if you make uh, like a spicy soup with yeah. whatever in it, oh, and yeah, then you, you pour the, that over it. That's really yeah. good. Or but s- like uh, in the smoothies, uh, Kelsey does it. Love you, hun. But um, not usually for me. Anyway, yeah, let's move on. All right, let's the, do some events. So mm. let's see. You've got a couple over there. Uh, I got at least uh, one. Yeah, there's yeah. a Winter Folk uh, Fest, I guess. Uh, February 7th to March 1st, and that is at the St. Vrain. It says here uh, 12 days... This February, Winter Folk descends upon Longmont, Colorado for 12 days of live music and photography. Uh, actually, this looks really cool because it's uh, got it's cool. Brett yeah. Denon, uh, Mason Jennings, and these are people who like, have legit been on the radio, which yeah. is pretty cool for yeah. um, Longmont. So uh, that's definitely worth looking into. I, I could be coerced to go in there. You're going to be coerced to go there? To go, yeah. I, you know how I, I hole up in my house most of the time. but <laughs> uh, We have Craft Night at the St. Vrain Cidery. It's doing affirmation magnets. Affir- what's that mean? It means you, you get like a nice magnet that says, you are special. Oh. Or you can do it. Yeah. So affirmation magnets are Tuesday, January 28th, um, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's going to be at the St. Vrain Cidery at 350 Terry Street. We are rounding out our Resolution Craft Month with Affirmation Magnets. These will be very good reminders to set inside the office or when grabbing your favorite St. Vrain cidery from the fridge. Get motivated. guess so. Feel good about living. Yeah, feel good about living is right. Cool. Um, I also have the Cottage Food Safety Training. Um, So that's Friday, January 31st. And this is the CSU Extension, so very apropos, but 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., and that is, an, as they describe it, an intense three-and-a-half-hour to four-hour food safety training that provides Oof. a three-year certification and meets the food safety training requirements for Colorado Cottage Foods Act established and supported by the Colorado State Department of Health and Environment. Okay. So it's kind of what Carol was talking about, about you know some of the things the Extension Office does where right. this is one of those. Like if you really want to like learn how to package foods and... Yeah, to do them well, yeah. If you're going to be a small, and, yeah. small-time entrepreneur, and sell at the yeah. farmers market and stuff like that, sounds like that'd be perfect. That's pretty cool. That's going to be a whale of a time though, because that's three and a half to four hours. It's that's a heavy grind. It is. So, that is a big grind. So, wow. yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, it's it's interesting. But anyway, we're getting ready to to uh, do the, all the gardening and all the wonderful things this spring, and I'm excited about seed catalogs and. Nerd. And I am. I'm a total nerd, but uh, I love it. So don't forget to water your trees, everyone. That's for sure. Apparently. Uh, Brady, thanks very much. Thank you, Eric. Thank you to Andy Epler for our intro music. Yes. And thanks to Michael Belmont for the music of your week. It is called Bouncing. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you download your podcast Find content. Purveyors. Reach podcast. out to us at info at sidedishlongmont.org. <laughs>